So let's uh, start by reconnecting with the body and the breath so that we actually can feel something. So you notice what you brought with you on the break from talking. Let your attention, your awareness drop into the body. Maybe the in-breath can help you. Sliding into the body. And you notice your own energy as it is. Sense of aliveness. possible allow thoughts to go a bit into the background so they continue to arise but they're not so important Then you invite your mother. If your mother is dead, then remember her when she was still in her strength. Say quietly her name. And feel her presence. notice what comes up for you. What kind of feelings, words, and she's just sitting or standing there quietly looking at you. Remember her voice. Maybe you can even remember how she smells. How it is to be in her presence. And notice what happens in your body. when your mind wanders, you come back to your body, to your breath, and to the presence of your mother.
and uh, it's okay if not much happens. Just this is just a little experiment we're doing here. So your mother already started to think and care about you uh, during pregnancy when she carried you in her womb. She had a specific diet and had unpleasant experiences and she thought a lot about you already then, taking care of you and preparing for your birth. Maybe doing a course, preparing the room. And then she gave birth to you with really a great pain. Her body was torn. And then when she held you the first time, you were the most wonderful, the most beautiful, the most precious in her life. And you were completely helpless. You couldn't do anything on your own behalf. She had to do everything for you. She had to feed her, feed you with her own body. She had to clean you. When it was cold, she had to keep her, you warm. And when it was hot, she put you into the shade. Her attention was constantly on you on your well-being. You were the center of her attention for many years. Many years, not one night without interrupted sleep. She was at your side, at your bedside when you were sick. And she delighted in your first steps and your first words. She taught you so many things. How to put on clothes and how to eat. How to go to the toilet. Even to speak, word by word. She saved your life so many times when you started to walk and explore the world. Her eyes were always on her, on you. She was always with one ear listening into your direction, worrying that you were safe. And also, when you grew older and you became more independent, she really wanted you to have a good education, 
good friends. She wanted, she wants and wants you to be happy. So, so much time and money, so much attention to you, worrying about you day and night. If there were problems in your life, even now, she has sleepless nights and so much wants to help you, so much wants to relieve your pain. So much wants you to not suffer. Even more than she wants it for herself. She would trade if she could. She would give away her happiness. She was there when you went to school. And tried to help you however she could. At one point, the most safe place in the world was her lap and you couldn't stand to be separated from her even for two minutes and her voice her smile brought a smile into your face What has your mother done for you? How did she take care of you? What has your mother done for you? birthday parties, the celebrations of important days of your life. What has your mother done for you? How did she take care of you? What did, what did she give you? So when you reflect like that, when you connect, and possibly you have some memories of care, of feeling safe, maybe you have them. What has happened when you look at your mother now?
practice with a curious mind. And what happens with the things where you feel that she failed you, that she was not good enough, that she hurt you and harmed you. So now we say goodbye to your mother and feel that she leaves gifted, that she feels happy that you're not ashamed of her, that you don't look, or that you don't look down upon her. that she lives uh, seen. And then you reconnect with your body. Now, based on the connection with the kindness of your mother, we broaden our awareness. Maybe for now, just to the people in this room. They have been your mother countless times and they sacrificed their life for you. And you were very close to them. And now you don't recognize each other. a good way to respond to the care you have received. Never give up. Never give them up.
never leave them behind. Just notice now, connected with the breath. <clears throat> and in the end, we can close this meditation with the dedication. May people look after each other. May people look after each other. May people look after each other. surprises, questions, rebellious thoughts. I was really surprised that it was really strong. Yeah? Yeah. It was really strong. Like tears mm. and uh-huh. a lot of gratitude. Yeah. But it was also hard to go to the part that I felt angry with her. Agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was hard to to go to the part where I was angry and disappointed, but the gratitude was easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I tried to go to that dark, you know. <laughs> is it is it still there? Or? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But it was not here now, so mm. and it's also good to stay with what is arising for you. Uh, so, are you going to see her, your mother, soon? Uh, two weeks. In two weeks, okay. Mm. But I just saw her. So ah, I never yeah. Okay. Yeah.
other. Response to this. Yeah. I could feel uh, when I was a teenager, maybe like uh, uh, a bit younger than my own kids right now, I felt mm -hmm. like my mother was uh, holding on to me. Yeah. So that came up, mm. and I didn't. I didn't like that. No. Mm. That and that came up for you. Yeah. That feeling. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. also, when you when you talked about the uh, always, uh, she's always having an eye on you. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. Yeah, see, that's that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. So of course I, I yeah. understand that there is mm. some care in it, but uh, also some. Uh, yes. Uh, I, f I I could feel she she had some anxiety in her. Yeah. Care. Of yeah. course. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's uh, that's something. Yeah. This this overprotective mother, this yeah. devouring mother, this uh, overfloating mother, overfloating her son with her feelings, yeah. and, and, and not respecting and, uh, and, also and, and abusing the sons as a mini-husband. That also often happens. Yeah, because the partnership is not fulfilling, so yeah, then it's like the little boy who becomes a kind of second, second husband, mm -hmm. and then not letting go. Yeah. 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 yeah and it's so important for a man to to grow out to grow out of that. Um, devouring mother. Yeah. That's right. Maybe you can understand uh, your the, the face of your children, which is about to come a bit better. Yeah. Uh, if you remember how it was from from your point of view. Yeah, I tried to <laughs> and, and, and take responsibility for your anxiety. <laughs> and your mother didn't do that. Maybe. Not all the time. No. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, I feel a lot of fear. Because I have a very complicated relationship, mm. and uh, uh, my problem is more like uh, feeling numb. Like uh, I wish I felt angry or fear, yeah. but more like difficult to feel. M maybe feel sorry for her sadness. Maybe so, but my everything is like the fear that my children would feel the same for me. Yeah. Like this, I feel like this to my mother and I'm from mm. her 
and I can see uh, like I, I do things for sure not like her but uh, for sure not like, <laughs> like her but a little bit like her a bit like her yeah. and yeah. handle sure. situations sometimes and, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and my, my children is not biological children so I also have that fear of like when mm. you told <coughs> so I, it's a lot of fear yeah. so it's difficult for me to think about my mother because I, all, I end up thinking about yeah. me as a mother so okay like, yeah, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Right. Of course, that's, that's happening then. That you switch into that, that you, yeah. Mm. I want to be like a perfect mother, <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> no. So it's like, no, yeah. you, you can't be the perfect mother, but I'm sure you are a good enough mother. I'm sure. Actually, you don't want to be the perfect mother. Why not? I tell you. <laughs> so it's a. I used this uh, this term, the good enough mother, before. It's actually a Jungian Winnicott, who, or maybe it's not a Jungian, maybe a Freudian. I don't know. But he, he coined this term, the good enough mother, Winnicott is his name, and he says, Winnicott implies in his writing, it is not having a perfect or ideal mother that enables us to grow up. Indeed, in some respect, this would be actually, this would actually be detrimental, as we might never separate from her, from the perfect mother. It is her imperfection that enables us to gradually grow, separate, and emerge as adults. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. <coughs> yeah. So that's the, the, the good enough mother, not the perfect mother, and of course not the uh, psychotic borderline mother who can't, who can't take care of her children like who is completely <coughs> neglect, but the good enough mother. That's the, that's the best one. Yeah, I remember I had uh, yeah. uh, a cycle, uh, someone yeah. who said always, actually, the worst okay. mother is all the yeah. worst parents because uh, then the children, all, like, if you never get angry or you never do anything wrong, then the kids come to school and they have an angry teacher. Or, well, yeah, they can't handle life if yeah. they go like. Yes. So that would be a big. So problem. what? What? Yeah. yeah. Actually, what would it mean to be the perfect mother? It would. It would also be mean to be human. I mean, that that needs. To, I mean, yeah. The good mother needs to be human and have feelings and yeah. And uh, the job is that your children emerge as adults with about 35 in Scandinavia. <laughs> I found out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's quite a funny movie called Bad Moms. You should see it. The sequel came recently, Bad Moms 2. Okay. <laughs> it's quite funny. 
Yeah, so any other reflection on this very traditional Yeah. Uh, I think this is good uh, to see uh, what the fact has been, what history has been with our real mothers. Mm -hmm. And maybe I was born, and I'm I'm thankful for that. But also, I think. Future, I mean, I will meet uh, a wife, and uh, that wife will become a mother to my children mm -hmm. because I've had no children, and um, I think I meditated on that experience, the good stuff I received, and what. I hope for uh, to a child. Mm -hmm. It felt good for me, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not a mother, so I cannot imagine it. Mm -hmm. Because a mother is a woman, and uh, only a woman can be a mother, so some woman have, has to tell me <laughs> what is a good mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just thought when you were talking, it's it, it that that's that's maybe a possibility to actually kind of imagine. No, <coughs> there is a therapeutic method where you uh, where you go back into your childhood, and you connect with the needs of that child which somehow is still in you, and then you imagine what this child would have needed. Yeah? And you would have, maybe there's a specific situation where, for example, father came home drunk and couldn't take care of you. So then, uh, or mother was not, uh, because she had a depression and she was not available for you. So. In, the, in this kind of meditation, then you then you imagine, and you feel you actually feel uh, that little child being cared for, and in that way you can. It's a kind of method of uh, you know doing the first step of of you know kind of remothering or refathering uh, you. So that's a. That's a possibility. I thought that was a bit what you did when you imagined your future wife being a mother and what she would do and how, we, how she would take care or how you wish she would take care of your children. Yeah? So that's also a bit like connecting with that, uh, with that uh, not only thinking about it, but actually feeling it, yeah? feeling how, how does it feel. How, yeah. Uh, so sometimes uh, in kind of traditional Buddhist centers, uh, 
um, to bring this Western view on into this meditation is kind of frowned upon, like a bit of. Uh, just recently, someone said this to me. Uh, why do we, why do we need to dig there? Why do we need to go into childhood? This is, you know, this is unnecessary. It's just like bringing up the pain and remembering, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, I think that's completely mistaken to think like that. I, I can have opinions also. <laughs> so that's my opinion. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think one can't avoid. Uh, I, I don't mean that everyone needs to do psychotherapy, but I think nobody can avoid to do some exploration and some working and some healing in your relationship to your parents. And then, if we feel resistance, like. Um, yeah, I don't want to, no, and again, and I don't want to do it. And uh, now I think it's good to. I think it's good to do this meditation a few times and, and see what happens. I will put it on SoundCloud so you can listen to it again. I don't think there's another recording. I don't think so. I haven't done this for a long time. I had a thought uh, when uh, I was thinking about repaying my mother's kindness to mm. me and I had like flashes of where I screwed up and like I caused her pain and, mm -hmm. uh, and then I was like thinking okay, but, like what would make her really happy and, and then I'm thinking oh shit the thing that would make her really happy is the thing I'm actually the most afraid of is which is having children of my own yeah. my brother just had a child mm. and she's like never been so happy in her entire life so every time uh, she sees her grandson she's like yeah. shines up she becomes <laughs> like a sun and uh, like the sun shining in the sky and just kisses him and plays with him yeah. and she's always hinting at me and like yeah. You're the oldest son, like, when are you going to have a child and, like... Yeah. But I, I, I think I've, I had one of the best mothers, really. She was far from perfect, but she was really like a lioness. Like, mm. she, she, she could do anything for us. And she was alone, and she took care of me and my brother. Mm. Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, th I think like I'm so lazy I'm so like you are not lazy <laughs> I, I don't think I could do it I don't think I could do what she did like I, sometimes I feel like oh I can barely like take care of myself like oh, I don't want to clean I don't want to do the dishes I don't want to cook food yeah. like oh and now I have to take care of this helpless being you would do it <laughs> it's a great remedy. <laughs> you, you would just do it. Biology, bio, biology, biolo, biology, biology will kick in. 
from a from from a kind of a, a traditional point of view, from a, uh, the answer to the best thing you can do for your mother is uh, to be uh, to do what you are doing, to explore the teachings, to to practice, to. Uh, I don't think she feels the same. No, way. she doesn't. <laughs> she does not. She does not feel the same. She does not feel the same. She does not feel like that. Uh, but um, that's temporary. I remember, especially in the beginning. So let's see when she's going to die. Yeah. So let's see when she's going to die. Who of the two sons? No, the one who is uh, who did the normal thing, working and feeling life is about career and making money and having a family. And then there is this Luther son who meditated his life <laughs> and uh, uh, who, who has, has, has not made a career, has maybe not a family. So let's, let's, let's wait. You know? So who of these two sons can be there in that moment and has some capacity to hold that situation, has some capacity not to freak out, uh, has a cap capacity of doing a inspiring uh, funeral, and, and that's how you can be. Makes sense, huh? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It can be yeah. something even more. So I have a partner as well. So like she wants me to have a chance. <laughs> so yeah. I've, I've but, been, but what I've I want to say, to uh, benefiting oh. others, you know, really deeply benefiting others, also benefiting our parents, uh, is is here something deeper than your. Uh, comp like uh, mm, giving tempor giving and sharing temporary things which make like temporary happiness. What is if the grandchild dies? Then this happiness is, is completely, I mean, it, the happiness is based on the grandchild. So this is not a, a stable source of happiness. It's not it's not something one should build one's life upon. So, so, so the the result, repaying the kindness, or like where this leads to, is not like the next four is not start a family and give you <laughs> start a family and give your 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 mother's grandchildren. Uh, no, it's becoming a Buddha. So that you can save your mother, not only this mother, but all other mothers as well. So that's the conclusion of, uh, of, uh, of this, <laughs> to become a Buddha. Yeah? Not, uh, but uh, this is exactly interest, or this is what happens. Yeah? So it was good that you shared. So this were also the other things. Uh, you can see how uh, a meditation like this can bring up all kinds of themes, all kinds of 
all kinds of fears, all kinds of guilt, all kinds of so. And, and that, I think that's something we in the West, when we adopt these um, traditional meditations, needs, need to incorporate and give space to it. Yeah? So now, you know, what came maybe for you up now was a sense of you know, this topic of Know, what is it actually what I want to do in my life? So what, like to find your own authority, independent from what your mother wants or what, what society wants. So, uh, and then for other people, there were other themes coming up. And, and uh, I think when we work with these traditional meditations, then that these things coming up, they are actually good because they increase our self-awareness. They increase... Uh, our self-knowledge and we, we experience where we are and but then if we are trained traditionally then all that what came up now for you and there was much more here it's you no know, you just didn't dare to say uh, di- does not have space you no know, because then you feel oh I have to like go this step by step and then in the end there should be bodhicitta yeah but it's just parrot it's fake because first uh, he had to go with to his things and and every one of you has to go to his things and they need to have space and they need to be felt and they are not wrong but they are your experience and uh, and good and very good so whatever and also if you f- know you were maybe sitting here and saying oh shit this is so stupid I don't want to think about my mother. Let's go on with this, yeah? So, that's good. I mean, this says something about you, where you are. You don't want to look inside. You don't want to work with something painful. And that's fine. That's your right. That's, yeah? So, then you also learn something. Okay. Stefan Pender lecture? No. It's not for me. So, that's good. So I want to encourage you to be loyal to your experience in guided meditation. Whatever it is. <laughs>